0: Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. I stood on this stage last December, and I told a story about how I had learned that I was not broken. And it was all the truth, it was all honest, but it wasn't the complete truth. The truth was that I spent more hours thinking about what I was going to wear on stage that night than I did about what I was going to say. See, I grew up with a father who told me that I was unattractive, that I was fat, that no one would ever love me no one would ever be attracted to me. And if you go and you watch the video of that night, I was wearing long jeans and a long sleeve shirt. So tonight's story is about how I ended up on stage wearing a dress like this. (laughs) Soon after I told that story, I discovered an organization here in Portland called Sex Positive Portland. It is, as the name suggests, an organization that is all about learning how to live in and experience our sexuality in a healthy and positive way. And they have two sort of arms. There's the educational events and then there's the event events. (laughs) The, the experiential events, if you will. <laughs> yeah, those would be the ones where people take their clothes off. <laughs> so I went through all of the educational events. And I learned things like what consent actually means. How did I get to be 43 years old and have no idea what consent actually is? And I learned about boundaries. And I learned how to talk about sex before having sex. Mind-blowing, life-altering skills. And when I finished the educational program, I moved up into the place where I could go to the event events. (laughs) The first one that I went to was a day-long Tantra class. And I was terrified because I believed that I was fat and ugly and hideous and no one could possibly want to be in the room with me when I took my clothes off. That was a concept I couldn't even imagine. The first half of that day was really challenging for me. But it was an exercise near the end of the day that started to flip a switch for me. It was called the art gallery. And in this exercise, the group got split into two halves. Half of us would be the art, and the other half would be the art admirers. And I was in the group that was going to be the art first. And the instructions were that we were allowed to unclothe ourselves to whatever degree we felt comfortable. Now, I have always had a lot of shame and discomfort around my stomach and my legs. And so I was bound and determined to keep my yoga pants on. That was a non-negotiable for me. But I was okay taking my top and my bra off. My boobs have always been the one thing I was comfortable with. (laughs) So I take off my top, and then they put a blindfold on me. Oh, yes. (laughs) If I wasn't scared already, oh, Lord, I was about ready to run out of that room. But they put a blindfold on me, and the most amazing thing happened. I stood there, and the admirers came around, and they touched our bodies. They ran their hands over our skin. They admired us. They worshipped us. And I was able to disconnect the idea of who was touching me from the feeling of the touch. Now, if I hadn't had a blindfold on, perhaps I would have thought, well, this person is cute, so I want to be extra sexy for them. And, oh, I don't really like that person, so maybe I'm going to be really, I'm going to, keep myself away from them. But no, I had no idea who was touching me. And maybe for some people it was sexual, but for me it was not. I was so touch-starved that I was just feeling and soaking in this feeling of hands on my body. And I began to notice that a lot of those hands were caressing my stomach. and stroking my legs and something did not compute because in my head my legs and my stomach are hideous and they are not open for admiration. But I couldn't ignore the fact that people were touching them and they had no reason to be nice to me. They had no reason to make me feel good. My eyes were closed. I had no idea who was touching me. So presumably they were touching me because they wanted to. In the days following that exercise, it occurred to me that there were two stories going on that day. There was my story that I was hideous, and unlovable, and unattractive, and not worthy of admiration. And then there was their story that I was. And only one of those two stories could be true, and there were more of them than of me. (laughs) So I had to at least consider the possibility that maybe I was the one who was wrong. It didn't change my mind, but it was the first chink in my armor. About a month later, I went on another crazy, ridiculous adventure, and I decided to spend five days on a nude beach in Jamaica. Because when I do it, I do it right. <laughs> and as I was getting ready to go to this, uh, to this nude resort, I was worried. You know, I've always been invisible among the, the. I've always been invisible as a clothed person among the clothed people. Would I now be invisible as a naked person among the naked people? And it turns out, yeah, (laughs) I was. I had found the perfect hammock under a canopy of trees with the ocean right here and my book, and I spent hours. Lying naked in that hammock, reading my book. And there were all of these people doing all of this crazy shit all around me. I mean, I heard people making plans for all kinds of sex and all kinds of parties. And I was a single woman sitting by myself. You would think that in that situation, I would be a fairly hot commodity. Not a single person talked to me. Except when we went to dinner. And they, they had theme nights, and they were mostly sexy theme nights. And so I had gotten a couple of bustiers for the occasion and a pair of skin-tight pants that I would never in a million years wear anywhere else. And I, I put on my clothes, and I thought, Okay, tonight I will be sexy among the sexy people. But will I still be invisible? And it turned out I wasn't. People saw me. People talked to me. Or more precisely, I made myself available to be talked to. I didn't have a book in my face. I wasn't closed off. I was open and ready to talk to people and to laugh with them and to enjoy my time with them. And what I learned was maybe it's not that I'm invisible. Maybe it's that... I sometimes make myself available to be seen and sometimes I don't. And you know, being invisible is not a terrible trait. There are times when it can be really useful as long as I'm deploying it consciously. I realized that the blindfold was actually really off around the end of April, I went to a friend's birthday party and there was a man there who I had not met before. And I could feel him feeling me. I could feel him noticing me and being attracted to me. And uh, I didn't quite know what to do with that but I chatted with him through the evening. And at the end of the evening, as we were getting ready to go home, he asked for my phone number. I am 44 years old, and that was the first time anybody asked for my phone number. (laughs) So Tom and I have been dating for coming up on six months. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) And it's not always easy. Uh, You know, we are now going through the next stage, which is learning how to be intimate and comfortable with intimacy and trust together. And who knows, maybe that'll be my next story on this stage. But... That voice that was in my head always telling me that I was unattractive and unlovable, well, it's still there, but it's quieter now. And I now have empirical evidence to prove that it is not correct. So here's what I've learned, I am not unlovable, I am not hideous, I am not invisible, my body has not changed, but my brain has.